Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Believe in Betting Chicago. My name is Joy Christopoulos, and today's episode is brought to you by betonline.ag. The NFL season, it is in full swing. And look, you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on all the action at BetOnline. Like a certain five-and-a-half-point favorite Titans this weekend. Bears fans, what are you going to do about that? And from game spreads and totals, team player and coaching props, even their live betting app, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always that online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining the pod today. Uh, it is Bears, week nine. Bears have a two-game losing streak going on. They kind of need this game, but this is a tough, formidable foe. So, so happy to have on the hosts of Believe in Titans Davey Hudson and Denard Walker, former NFL player, former uh, AFC champion, if I might add, Denard Walker on the pod today. First, we'll just say hello to Davey. Davey, how are you today? I'm doing good, Joe. Yourself? I'm doing well, man. Thank you. Denard, thank you for joining the pod. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you doing, Joey? Uh, well, thank you so much for joining the pod, you guys. It's Bears versus Titans this week. Both teams coming off of loss. I just kind of want to open it up like this. Davey, we're going to hit you first. I'd love to hear from Denard, too, as well. Can you just talk about what it's been like? As someone that's been, you know, an analyst and observer of the Titans this year, emotionally, because honestly, you guys have been dealing with issues off the field as much as you've been dealing with issues on the field. Davey, I'd love to hear from you first. So this year, obviously, the Titans were coming off of an AFC championship matchup run, and we were hoping that everything would just kind of pick up and kind of go where things had left off last year. And you saw that early on. I know all the games were really a test for the Titans. They were able to squeak a couple out whenever it comes to covering the spread. Not really their forte, especially early on. And as you mentioned, the offseason, or I mean the off-the-field issues dealing with the COVID outbreak, and that definitely has had an impact on how this team has reacted, some good, some bad. Whenever you look at coming back and playing Buffalo, which was their first game after having really two Sundays off because that game had to be played on a Tuesday, they were able to really come together and just they were firing on all cylinders even without a lot of their players. And then after that game, squeaked out a win in overtime against the Houston Texans, incredible game. But then they really came out flat against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the second half worked out pretty well for them there. Unfortunately, they weren't able to come out with a victory. But then last week against Cincinnati, one of the worst performances I have seen from this team in a very long time. But I will say, right now, the trade deadline was on Tuesday and general manager John Robinson has really made some moves to shake things up to try to get this team back to where I view it as a situation of we might have had to lose the war, I mean, lose a battle to ultimately win the war when you look at some of the moves that they have recently made in the last 24 to 48 hours. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about the Desmond King acquisition. I definitely want to talk about the cutting of, of Vic Beasley. But, Denard, if I can ask you, just as a former NFL player, you know, you see – as an outsider looking in, you know, we hear all the time about the NFL is about rhythm. It's about schedule. It's about routine. It's about continuity. It's about chemistry and just some of the uncertainty in terms of what the Titans have had to do with off the field this year, having their schedule rearranged, the uncertainty and maybe a disruption of rhythm. How much do you have a factor? You think it's played into their season a little bit, a lot or not at all? Well, both. I mean, think about it. They had to play three games in 12 days. And let me tell you something, as a former player, that's not easy. 
it's tough. Recovery is everything. And when you have to play a game, what, on a three-day notice or something like that, you get in a building on Saturday and all of a sudden Tuesday you got to go, then you got to come back Sunday, and then you play the following Sunday, at some point it will catch up with you. And we saw that last week against Cincinnati. We thought we were going to see it. We saw a little bit of that in Pittsburgh. We thought we were going to see that in Buffalo, but we didn't because this team showed resiliency. And the thing about it that I love the most about this team is they got fight and they got grit. Unfortunately, I think at some point when I say it catches up with you, it caught up with them Sunday because they looked lethargic. They were slow. Cincinnati looked 10 times faster. And it's just one of those games where you say, listen, we just got beat. We just got outplayed. But you know what? It can be a good thing because sometimes you need a wake-up call. And once you get that wake-up call, typically it's how you respond to it. And I think this team is going to respond to that performance that they put out last week. That's not going to cut it. We know that it's unacceptable. And I think you're going to see a really good Titans team this Sunday against Chicago. I know for as a Bears fan, I think we're terrified of this matchup personally just based on the fact that the coaching staff is solid. You've got a quarterback who's solid. You've got a running back who's one of the best in the game. I mean, just across the board, you guys seem like a disciplined, professional run football team. Something that the Bears have kind of been lacking these last couple of weeks and perhaps the entire season. Denard, if I can just follow up with you one more time. You know, you were talking, you guys both talking about this Bengals game. You know, I'm just kind of looking at the stats and you see, you know, the Titans averaging 37 points a game for a four-game stretch. And then over the last two weeks, only averaging 22 points a game. Is that a factor of the opponents that they've been playing? Or like you mentioned, maybe just a little bit of slip and play from the Titans' perspective? Uh, both, you know, because this game is all about matchups. And I tell people all the time, do not look at records. Records mean nothing. Never judge a book by its cover in this game, in this league. Uh, disparity, there is no disparity among the 32 teams uh, that line up uh, each week and play each other. Uh, listen, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, in this game, uh, coaches always stress, you're going to hit a point where you will be faced with some adversity. Good teams, they don't go around adversity. They go through it. And right now, the Bears and the Titans both, they're facing some uncertain times. They've been going through a lot. Of course, you guys got, again, Mitchell Trubisky or Nick Foles. You don't know who you're going to get Sunday. You know, it's just what's going on. If it's me, I'm going with Mitchell. I'm pretty sure if it's you, you're going with Nick. So there's, lo there's a lot going on. And it's kind of the same thing with the Titans right now. They're going through some changes. You know, you just cut Jonathan Joseph. Uh, you cut Vic Beasley. You thought these guys were going to come in and contribute, and it just haven't happened that way. That's the way it works. But you made some changes. So now with the acquisition of Desmond King, to me, who is a big-time player, is a baller. He is a former – what was it, 2018? He was a first-team All-Pro he was on second team all pro and punt return. You got to be a bad boy to make two all pro teams in one year. So what he will bring to this secondary, to me, he will bring toughness. He will bring, he will bring grit. He will bring experience. He will bring talent. And just him lining up um, on Sundays for the Tennessee Titans, it will make that secondary much better. And it will galvanize that unit. So when they get a Dory Jackson along with Desmond King, you got those young guys who's been playing lights out, Chris Jackson and Kristen Fulton. This might be the this might be the unit that take that propels that uh, that propels that team to go forward this year and much deeper and um, probably go to the Super Bowl now with the acquisition of my man Desmond King. 
Davey, I'd love to stay on the defensive side of the ball. Just your personal opinion on, you know, what happened with the Vic Beasley situation. I think in the offseason, you look at that. He's a guy who is a name in the NFL. You know, a guy who's, you know, played for some pretty good Falcons teams the last couple of years. You know, in your eyes, what happened? What led to him getting released? And, you know, I see this Tennessee Titans only have seven sacks on the season. Is this a matter of someone else maybe coming up and getting an opportunity or the guy just wasn't getting it done? This was simply an issue of Vic Beasley not getting it done. You know, during the offseason, John Robinson was able to get Vic for a one-year $9.5 million deal. But when you go back and you look at whenever he was supposed to first report to training camp, things went south quickly. He's an unexcused absence. And I'm starting to like hear some rumors that Vic was a guy that just kind of fell out of loving football, and the Titans were hoping that they would be able to get him to love the game again. And that just did not happen. You, I mean, you look at what he was able to do early in his career with the Falcons. I believe it was 2016 where he led the league in sacks. And right now, I mean, you come into this game and the Titans spent $22.5 million this offseason on Jadavion Clowney and Vic Beasley. And right now, going into their eighth game of the year, zero sacks between the two of them. And with Vic, the work ethic was not there. It's not a situation of the Titans had somebody that's willing to play behind them. If you re- recall earlier in this season, the Titans actually traded outside linebacker Camilla Correa to the Jaguars for a six-round pick. They used that six-round pick really to get Desmond King from the Chargers. But the Titans, they got Derek Roberson, who is a young guy coming up, but he's never really done anything at the NFL level. They don't have much depth outside of Davion Clowney and Harold Landry at those edge positions. And this Titans defense, you know, for one that had a really good year last season, defense coordinator Dean Pease retired and Mike Vrabel did not name a defensive coordinator, and the team is just, they've never been able to click. And and the biggest thing, and if, if you're a Bears fan, if you see it pop up as third down and you're on offense, feel good that you're going to convert it. I've never seen a team this bad at converting or stopping a team from converting third downs. It's just downright atrocious. They're dead last in the NFL, and, and that's like the, the one thing. It's like Titans – Fans are just like, every third down, they're just like, here we go again. I think the Bengals were 10 of 15. I could just go on and on about how bad this team has been on third down. But again, as I kind of mentioned, John Robinson making some acquisitions that will hopefully get this defense to start playing again. Now, whenever it comes to Desmond King, I technically don't know if he's going to be able to go on Sunday. I doubt he will, if we're being honest, because of the NFL COVID protocol and getting players cleared to play in a certain amount of time. And when you look at Adoree Jackson and Christian Fulton, they have been banged up. So if Adoree does play, it's his first game this season. And hopefully he does play because if he doesn't play this week, he's got to go back on IR for another three weeks. Yeah, I've got that circled on my my matchup sheet here. 61% the Titans have allowed third down conversions. The Bears, on the other hand, defensively are the best in the NFL at preventing the opposition to get first downs. Denard, can I just follow up real quick on this on this defensive situation? You know, I'm looking at these numbers. They've allowed 284 passing yards over the last six games, you know, multiple touchdowns to quarterbacks in six of their last seven. Cutting a guy like Vic Beasley, I and I agree, you know, David, you're saying that the production isn't on the field, so you got to let him go. Is this also like Mike Vrabel just saying, is this just a notice to everyone on that defense of like, hey, everyone here is expendable. It doesn't matter what the name is on the back of your jersey. It's what on the front on the front of the jersey. Not really, because guys know that when they come in that we all are expendable. We'd be gone any day. So, listen, you don't have to cut a guy to prove your point as a coach. We know that you understand 
you know, when you walk on that field, it's a business of production. If you're not productive, you're not going to get paid. You're out. That's just the way it is. That's why the National Football League is a three-letter acronym. That means for not for long. I would stress that to everybody, coaches, players. It means not for long. We see that all the time. I'm sure in Chicago right now, Coach Nagy is saying, hey, I better get something going. I won't be here. That's just the way it works. We understand what we're getting into when you get drafted on a team. A coach would basically, when you walk into that building, you know, listen, all smiles, and that's all great on draft day, but there's a job be done. We are paid to be productive. Vic was not producing. Therefore, he's out of the door. That's just the way it works. He's not the first, and he won't be the last. So what Coach Vrabel has to do, listen, he's just on a two-game slot where, listen, we lost two games. We're still number one in the AFC South. And what we got to do is you just got to get back and you got to play through these times. Adversity, I keep using that word because it is a part of, of the DNA of the National Football League. We see it every year. We saw it in Kansas City. They went through some trying time last year. But what did they do? They went through it. You got to go through the storm in order to, to find, you know, a clear patch uh, to really cruise through. It's just not something that's going to be given to you. Nothing is given to you in this league. You got to earn it. Every victory you got to earn it. You got to go get it. It is a game of attrition. So a coach doesn't need to, um, he don't need to cut a guy because, you know, the guy, he wasn't having no issues off the field. He just wasn't producing on the field. So listen, right now you got two teams that are saying, listen, we got to get going, okay? And both defenses know, listen, we got to get going. We got to get going this week, especially if you're the defensive line for Tennessee. Right now, a lot of people are calling you out, especially Jadavion Clowney. They brought him in here to be disruptive. They brought him in here to play like he played at Houston, to play like he played at Seattle, and that's not happening. A coach don't have to call you out. Players will. And that's the greatest thing about this game. You, not, you may not hear nothing from the coaches, but you will hear from the media, and you will hear from other guys. So what you just got to do is you got to fight. This is a time where you just basically got to just shut up, and you got to be about it. And I think that's exactly what we're going to have Sunday. You're going to have two teams that basically are desperate for a win. You know, that's just the way it works. It's all about winning in this game. You don't win, just like Al Davis said, just win, baby. That is the motto of this game. Find any way you can to win. If it's ugly, it's ugly. If it's pretty, it's pretty. But you got to find a way to win. And I guarantee you, this is going to be a good game Sunday. I think so too. And that's a great insight on your part about Nagy, where I believe he's 25 and 14 right now as a head coach. But I think the seat is getting a little bit warmer because yeah. we're expecting a progression. And like you said, each week is a different, you know, uh, each week is a different, you know, judgment upon his coaching skills and his offensive play calling skills too, as well. Davey, if I can ask you real quick, just help the Bears fans understand the power and the immensity and the storm, as Denard was mentioning earlier, that is Derrick Henry. Uh, averaging 110.7 rushing yards a season. He's got eight touchdowns over his last five games. Just let Bears fans know that don't get a chance to watch the rest of the NFL, what they have in store for them this Sunday. I, I don't know where to begin <laughs> with El Tractacito, man. He is the very definition of a beast. And in, in my lifetime, when you look at a combination of speed and power, no one comes close. I mean, you just see him run away from defenders, but he's six foot three, two hundred and forty pounds. So it's like you got a linebacker out there just playing running back. And is it's one of the things too where if I'm a team, I want to play Derrick Henry earlier in the year because it just seems like once the colder weather starts to get in here, 
he just seems to go into another another drive. And his yards in the second half, like once he's able to start wearing a team down, it just makes things so much easier for the Titans. Now that's the thing is that like last year they were able to rely on their defense to keep games low scoring. And so the Titans were just all about time of possession. Just let Derek run it. We'll go down and score. We can win a game 17 to 10, something along those lines. And you've had to see this year that they've been putting up a lot more points. But that's because really Ryan Tannehill, like people might call me crazy, but if you really look at it, Ryan Tannehill is an MVP candidate right now just purely based off the stats. I know that might sound crazy because you hear Ryan Tannehill, you think of what he did in Miami. But over his last 17 games, really, I mean, he's been leading the league in a ton of categories. Before they played Houston, they did a stack up of Ryan Tannehill with all his starts in Tennessee versus Patrick Mahomes over his last 16 games. And I'm by no means saying that Ryan Tannehill is better than Patrick Mahomes, but he was beating Patrick Mahomes in passing yards, passing touchdowns, passer rating. And it's just one of those things to where Derrick Henry allows this team to live off of play action. And so that's one thing you have to worry about. And that's where Ryan's able to beat you over the top. And A.J. Brown and Corey Davis have really been able to take advantage of some defenses as of late. But I do think it's going to be a really good matchup watching this secondary for the Bears and these receivers for the Titans. Yeah, I think Tannehill can kind of sneak up on some people that don't pay close enough attention that the dude, like, competes every single week. Like, he doesn't care how many Pro Bowls he has or whatever. And like you said, his numbers are absolutely fantastic this season. Got a couple more questions for you guys. Denard, I do want to ask you in terms of Tannehill, I want to talk about A.J. Brown for a second. You know, he's averaging 7.8 targets per game right now. The numbers aren't exactly, you know, replicant of what it looked like on his football card last year. Where do you think his game is right now? Because, man, I just think he is big, strong, fast. I think he's one of the most dynamic receivers in the game. He is, man. He's a beast. You see why it went before DK Metcalf. <laughs> yeah, that's saying something, man. Cause, uh, Who wins in a race? Hey, hey man. Hey. Uh, you know, it just puzzles, puzzles me that Ole Miss do not win or they're not up there like playing for a national championship because it seemed like they put a lot of guys in the National Football League, but they Every just year. cannot win. You know, they're like Tennessee, right, Davey? But um, listen, I'll, I'll say this. I'm just kidding. I like, I like the best way of Listen, he he can play it up. He's the defending national champion. His LSU. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm doing it now because we're, we're sorry this year. But I will say this, man. He is an explosive receiver. He's dynamic. He's strong. That's the one thing I love about him. And if you try to match up with this guy one-on-one, it's a nightmare. And when he gets going, we saw that. You know, when he came back from injury, he just basically started lighting it up. You know, he lit it up. And the thing that I love about his game is – He's tough. You know, he reminds me of a lot of Terrell Owens. He's not as big as T.O., but he's strong. And what he wants is he wants you to come up there and he wants you to play physical with him. He wants you to come, come up there and play the press man uh, because he will, ex he's, he will exploit you. And that's his game. He, he's an inside receiver. What I mean uh, by that is he likes to run a lot of the inside routes. Inside routes, it takes a tough receiver to go inside in the National Football League because guys do not want to go inside and run a lot of the slants. And we see that with AJ. He will go inside. And that is something I call it a learned behavior uh, for receivers because a lot of guys will not, they, they will kind of, they're shell shocked when you, they have to go in because they are, are afraid of getting hit by that linebacker, like a Khalil Mack that might catch those guys slipping. And it takes one time for a receiver to get hit sometimes for him. He'll totally forget about uh, certain routes. And I've seen guys, they will actually, they will have like a brain freeze 
uh, because they've actually taken a shot. And when they've taken a shot going inside, a lot of times they don't want to run what we call it, the deep digs, uh, the crossing routes. I've seen that. AJ's totally different. He's a, he's a resilient cat. And what I mean by that is that when he came back from knee surgery, it was like he didn't miss a beat. And so I think he creates a matchup. We, now, last week he got outplayed. The bottom line, he had four catches for 24 yards, and that's, that's not going to cut it. And the reason that I, I felt like this offense could, could not get going is the fact that the bottom line is that he was locked up by Cincy's uh, corners all day. But again, this is a game I think it's a favorable matchup. I like Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller is one of the best in the business. I like Jalen Johnson. But I've, I've always said that if I, if I had to bet on one guy, it would be A.J. Brown. Well, he's got the speed, too, as well, that I think personally scares us a whole lot as Bears fans. Uh, we've been playing fairly conservatively on defense. We don't blitz yeah. a ton, but I think speed can really hurt us a whole lot. We're going to get you guys out of here on this. Davey, I want you to answer this question for me. I ask every single opponent who comes on to the Believe Chicago pod this every single week. The Bears will win if blank. The Titans defense does absolutely nothing different than last week. Yeah. There you go, because, I yeah, mean, and that's, that's the rubber meets the road situation, right? Like, we are just pulling our hair out with our offense right now, and we're kind of sort of looking at, just from the outside of looking at, we're looking at this Titans defense and being like, this is actually a little bit of a breath of fresh air based on, you know, we've been playing the Rams, we've been playing the Buccaneers, yeah. you know, and I think that maybe we're looking at the numbers and saying, you know, if Nick Foles doesn't throw for 250 yards and two touchdowns, you know, what the hell are we doing on our side of the ball? And I think for the Bears, you know, I think tackling Derrick Henry is going to be a big, huge issue. I think bottling up A.J. Green. I just think you guys have better playmakers than we do. And if we're going to play this dink and dunk style, I think that's where it's going to really come down to you guys making big, important plays late in the game. And us, you know, <laughs> throwing short of the sticks on third and eight. And, you know, like, oh, they're going to be short of the first down on this one. That, that's They'll break the, two that, tackles again. That's the fear that I have. And, Denard, my final question for you is, I'm not saying he's the greatest NFL receiver that's ever walked in the planet earth. I'm not saying he's the best in the game right now, but just based on your experience, you know, how would you, how would you go about guarding Allen Robinson? What would be your general game plan for a guy like Allen Robinson? Man, Allen, Allen's a beast because he's done it for so long. You know, Allen's been one of the most consistent receivers for a while. You know, he's tall, you know, he's, 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 he's really tall and he knows how to use, use his body. And his strength is just, he's great at really adjusting to the football. You know, one of the things Allen is, is he's, he's a consistent receiver, which means you know that each week, you know, he's a number one, so he can get the job done. If that wasn't the case, Chicago wouldn't have brought him there. Uh, he is, when his game is on, he's one of the best in the business. So what you got to do with Allen is you want to make sure that don't let him on top of you, but you got to learn how to adjust as he adjusts, which means that you got to make sure as a defensive back, you got to play your leverage. Leverage is everything in this game. When you lose your leverage, you typically get beat. So when I'm, if I'm guarding a guy like Allen, I know, you know, probably the, the young Denar Walker probably was, I can probably match up well with him as far as speed is concerned. Cause you know, that was something that I was my asset was my speed. But one of the things you have to do with a guy that's about 6'2", six, 6'3", six, is you got to make sure you play your leverage. It means that if you have hard leverage outside, make sure you use your defenders to help you in the inside. If you can do that, it'll give you a chance to win. But if he out leverage you, uh, you're in trouble. And that's where he makes his money. And, and so, again, the our secondary, we don't have a lot of tall guys. You know, let's just be honest. 
you know, Christian, those guys, and of course, Jonathan's gone. Uh, we don't know if Desmond's going to play or not. So Chris Jackson. So I would tell those young guys, make sure you use your help this week. It's going to be very vital, especially going against a vet like Allen. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on Believe in Betting Chicago. This was Davey Hudson and former AFC champion, former NFL defensive back Denard Walker here on the Betting Chicago pod today. You guys, thank you so much. If you guys get an opportunity, just because you don't watch Titans football doesn't mean you can't listen to their Believe in Titans pod. They bring you great analysis and information every single week. Today's episode is brought to you by betonline.ag. My name is Joey Christopoulos. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our pod today. I know this week has been absolutely crazy, but I do appreciate it. And maybe we gave you a little bit of a distraction because awesome NFL football is just right around the corner for week nine. Until then, be well, be safe, be good to each other, and we will talk soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.